This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your McNuggets are closer than you think with McDelivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey, Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Hello everyone and welcome back to Swan's Cast. Got a bit of a bonus episode uh, today. Obviously we normally do the weekly episodes, but um, an extra one. And what brings that along? Well, the end of the transfer window. So, I mean, we have some interest in transfer windows recently as, as Swan's fans. Uh, not always for the, the good reasons. So I've got Jordan and Tom here to join me to discuss it today. So welcome, boys. Cheers for having me on, buddy. Cheers, thank you very much. That's all right, any time. And before we get into it then, let's just a quick catch-up. So uh, how have things been then, Tom? Like, first time, I think, on the channel for us. I know I've featured on yours, and I've been meaning to get you on. So uh, how have you been keeping? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, you know, despite how negative the Swans are at the moment. <laughs> yeah. uh, li- uh, life outside of the Swans is all right. It's not going too bad. Um, life's getting back to normal. Managed yeah. to get away on holiday back end of last year. So... Anywhere yeah. nice, so I uh, went to Tenerife for a week, so that was, oh, really? that was lovely. Yeah, but yeah. go to Tenerife for our honeymoon, but it's been delayed till May because uh, they went into alert level four just before we went to go. But yeah, I think I got out there just at like the right time. I went in October. Um, yeah, yeah, I just got it I done. It, I think it's coming back down now, but um, yeah, I didn't want to go and waste the money if you can't do anything in it, but uh, we'll yeah. get there eventually, we'll get there eventually. But uh, cheers for coming on. Uh, I don't know if you want to remind everyone where they can find you. Obviously, you make uh, content for Swansea as well. So if you want to give give yourself a plug. Yeah. Um, so on all social media, it's at Total Swans TV. Uh, and then the same on YouTube uh, at Total Swans, well, Total Swans TV. Uh, match day vlogs, uh, live match watch alongs for away games. And then the odd other videos content wise, uh, all related to the Swans. Brilliant. And uh, yeah, go check him out when you get a chance. Um, Jordan, not the first time for you, been here a couple of times now, but uh, first time this year, I want to say? Yeah, I think it's the first time this year. I'm going to have to start having shares or something now. And, and so on. <laughs> but, uh... Hey, I, I need to get shares myself first. 
No, life outside, exactly the same as uh, as Tom just said. Now, apart from the Swans, it hasn't been well. There's, there's been a couple of hiccups, but it's not it's not going too bad the last few days. I've, um, I, do you know what? I, I'm, I'm scared. I don't know how many concert tickets I've bought, <laughs> um, and I. And the annoying thing is, I don't even know where when they're going to go ahead because I've had like two emails already saying like been pushed back to 2023. So I've done like the really rocky era of not waiting to see what's actually going to happen. And I've just can't, got... can't blame you though. You're getting excited for things to get back to normal. You just want to get go in, do stuff you enjoy in it. So... I, I think that's what it is. Um, like I, I love a, I love a gig I do, and I'm I'm all for like the sweaty mosh pits and things like that so <laughs> i can't wait to be back amongst there god be honest i'm sure it won't be too long you've got something to look forward to anyway they'll happen eventually so uh oh, always got that in your locker now um, but yeah cheers for coming back on as well um it would be good for us in this one especially i think to get some different opinions on from what we normally have be meaning to get some more guests on but we've been very well i've been very busy and all our videos end up being very last minute so appreciate you both um joining me today anyway before we get into the nitty-gritty though just a quick reminder for everyone if you don't mind subscribing to the channel helps us grow and reach our goals we want to continue to um you know get bigger and helps us do what we're doing and hit the like button as well just to uh show us you you like what we're talking about like what we're doing we can carry on doing more of the same then okay so before we get into the transfers obviously there was a football game last night so i think because some of the conversation might be quite similar um, in regards to the current performance, what's happening on the pitch. So I think let's talk about Swansea versus Luton and then we'll talk about the transfers and any failings or, or positives you might have uh, in regards to that. So that's what we've got in store for this video. So I went down last night. I don't know if either of you two made it last night or watched it um, by other means. Um, Thomas, yeah, start with you there. then. What yeah. was your uh, thoughts? Um, yeah, I was down there. Um, I'm just glad it didn't rain for one. Uh, I hate, I absolutely hate an evening game when it's uh, when it's battering down with rain. Um, but same old story, uh, you know. As of late, apart from you know one or two positive results where we've you know dominated games, um, same old story. Uh, completely dominant throughout the game. You know, all right, Luton had their spell, uh, shaky start for Fisher in goals. Obviously, they. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. They'd identified, you know, put the pressure on the on the new uh, young goalkeeper. Um, and to be fair, Hame has been getting that sort of pressure as well from attacking players, high press up the pitch. Um, but yeah, same story. Swans dominating possession. Um, overall, more chances at goal, probably the better chances at goal. And often than not, where it's uh, more difficult to, to miss the target than to put it in the back of the net, we're... Uh, just not putting the ball where it where it needs to go. Um, Martin changing up the uh, the starting eleven, giving Obafemi his much deserved start, uh, resting Piro because to be fair he's looked a little bit leggy the last few games. Um, Downs came back in, thought you know the creativity was there um, right up until unfortunately Norton was injured and got taken off. Um, and we replaced the centre-back with a midfielder, uh, which then changed the formation, changed the uh, the mentality of, of our of our attacking threat. Um, and I just sort of felt like it was it was spiralling downhill from there. Yes, we had a few more chances after that, um, but just unfortunately couldn't put the ball in the back of the net, you know? Um, yeah. And although Luton had their opportunities, it did feel like 
the one main chance they took, um, which we've seen happen far too many times. So yeah, yeah I, I will say, um, you know, the formation change. He d- he did. Um, you know, you, you mentioned the pressure on Fisher, and they were struggling. I think the first five minutes, at least, to get out of the box. Um, yeah, to clear. He was trying to pass it short all the time, and it was just going back to Luton or going back to the keeper, and they couldn't get it out. He did make the change of formation um, slightly before Norton got injured. Right, he put, he put Christie up onto the wing originally, um, so I think that's why Smith came on. Okay. But, but I will say, I agree with you that I don't think it was the best option of a substitution in that situation because. I think ultimately that resulted in Cham going out onto the wing. And yes. I don't think he was very yeah. effective uh, out wide, to be honest. But um, yeah, before we discuss further, then Jordan, have you got anything to add, or what do you think of what you saw? I mean, Thomas pretty much just nailed it, but any, I mean, fair yeah. play. Um, I got to talk about that Matt Grimes pass though, which all the family should have scored. It was yeah, that, was, that was a quality pass, to be fair. And it's one of those in FP rules play, and he probably bags that. But Oberfemi has, you know, he has deserved his his chance of late. I mean, Smith, I I agree. I don't think was the right sort of sub, and it goes back to saying really don't know about like Patterson. Maybe if Patterson was available, that would have been another option. Where I find Patterson's, you can play him anywhere. And he's effective, but then Cham, I like I don't think he's a winger at all. Um yeah, and, and when Norton went off, I think that's where ultimately things just started to die down a bit, unfortunately, for the Swans. But um yeah, it is it is the same old story. Um just very inconsistent having all the ball, but not really doing much with it, unfortunately, yeah. not putting it where it matters. So I think like yeah. as well with our substitution for Smith, I feel like there was other options than to bring on Corey Smith. Um, all right, uh, Finley Burns, youngster, hasn't been at the club long enough, but you know, he's it's not like he's just come into that position. Um, centre back could have probably taken Norton's place last night, uh, probably could have worked something with Latibodier coming on, but mm. I don't know. Like, I, I do like Smith, I'm not a critic of, of Corey, Corey at all. Um, I think he does offer us an awful lot going forward defensively, nowhere near. Um, sort of what Fulton can do as a midfielder. Um, but for Smith and the sort of role he plays, which is quite an advanced role, yes, he doesn't get many shots off, but he is often, you know, in an attacking midfield sort of role. Um, I just felt like the way that we were playing, um, I felt like Corey was just the wrong option to bring on. And that's nothing, you know, against Corey. I think, like I put a tweet out last night, it just, you know, Russell's got to take, take the blame for that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, we should have put the ball in the back of the net. Um, you know, that, that Oberfemi chance was fantastic. There's a couple of good opportunities. We need to be practicing set pieces because the amount of corners we had and the amount of corners we actually put into the box for a change, yes, one or two of them were pretty, you know, piss poor, let's be honest. Um, a load of them did make it into that that penalty area. Um, and we just we don't really have the height. We don't we're not really a strong enough team in the air. And I, I don't think we've actually scored from from a set piece this season. So no, we haven't. No, <laughs> uh, definitely. You know, it it would be nice to get that, but we we just don't have the aerial presence. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. Things things were going our way, and then the tables turned, as I say, with that injury, and I just felt like it just spiraled from that point. Um, and you, 
you could see it something was building up with you know the atmosphere as well uh people getting impatient with players holding the ball up going sideways but um everyone was crying for this or you know 90 98% of fans were crying for this sort of football possession based keep hold of the ball frustrate the opposition well the only thing that's happening is that they're frustrating the fans um but they're the fans who wanted this style of play um so yeah it's it's you know it's just it's yeah. just it's quite hard to be a Swansea fan at the moment and you know try and maintain the balance of um having the right sort of criticism but being patient with um with Russell Martin and the players at the same time I think you touched on uh, quite a few good points there. Um, the whole thing about everyone crying out for it, that was definitely happening. People were fed up with Cooper at the time. He's yeah. too boring, too defensive. Now all of a sudden he's doing a good job for us. They look like they might be in the playoffs again. And all of a sudden, why have we let it? Like, we should have backed him and all this, that, the other, whatever. But it's like different narrative all of a sudden. Um, we've been saying on, on our channel since day one of Russell Martin, like this season for us is a write-off. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be up and down. And the proper judgment needs to happen after next summer. And if he's still the same, then fair enough, and he has to go, whatever. But I think it's still early days to put a proper judgment in, especially trying to implement this style of play. There's aspects of it that are coming off. But yeah, you're saying about um, some of, you know, last night, if you're getting bored with some of what was happening, fair enough. I understand that as well. It's the attack part that's probably missing. And that's what we need to fix. But then we haven't had the players yeah. signed to kind of help that area really there's there's a missing link for me in between the midfield and the person you want to score goals and it comes back to what you're saying about Corey Smith where he's been doing a good job put there but I don't think that is his best job I don't think that's where he's going to excel and you know just comparing to other players we've had in that role in recent seasons like Selena going back to Sigurdsson I know it's a different level now, but Corey Smith is nothing like that sort of player that's going to take a risky pass, do a little bit of trickery and create something. And I feel like that's what we need behind strikers. When, when they all sat back behind, you know, like last night, Luton basically in the box and we can't break that wall down. I think Wolf, to be fair, did a good job of doing it. Um, but we need more of that in that in that position. And for me, Smith is just an extension to the centre midfield, just further up the pitch. And yeah. he doesn't really... He's not going to break anyone down when there's a wall in front of him. But I'm not trying to criticize him at the same time. Like you said, it's hard to like to get that balance. Um, in in regards to the the defense and the substitution, I agree. Different options would have been better. I think he already made, like I said, he already made that decision to change to the four because I think he thought we were struggling with the press and he he decided to mix it up. So I'm assuming that's why he didn't bring on uh, Finley Burns as a defender because he just put Christie back into the back four. Um, it depends whether you think a back four or five is a better, better option, I, I guess. Um, for me, I always worry when there's a back three and Bennett and Cabango are in the same back three in this system. I've always worried this season. I, I feel like Bennett's a little bit too slow. I think Cabango's definitely been improving. But having Norton go off the pitch would worry me more. I personally probably would have brought on Perot at that point and put Oberfemi on the wing. That's what I would have done. But um, you know, or even but, Kyle Joseph put him on the wing because he had a, you know, he's shown something when he's been a wide in the past. But um, obviously Smith is the one that came on in the end. Have you got anything you picked up there, George? That's that you want to mention? <laughs> yeah, I, I got. Oh, boys, you killing that? Oh no, there's, there's nothing really there that I want to. Um, the only thing I was going to mention was obviously that missing link between our midfield and then obviously our forward. Yeah. 
and obviously Corey Smith isn't that player. I, but again, with Corey Smith, you know, I, hats off to him. He does give us all every game. Like it's not like as if he's in an unfamiliar. Well, he is in an unfamiliar position, but it's not like as if he's he'll stop purely because of that reason. He's the type of player where you could tell him to play right wing back or whatever, <clears throat> and uh, he'd still put in a shift. You know, yeah. and then you see people then slagging Corey Smith off, saying, you know, oh, this that like it's an unfamiliar position. You, you know, I don't think we can give him too much stick, especially while he's got to do a job. When you know, for example, like someone like Patterson is is missing at the moment. I mean, then those two players are just completely different altogether. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, well, I was going to say you could you can clearly see like last night. I think you know, uh, Wolf did a fantastic job. Completely different player to the you know his debut. Um, actually went and took a man on, got to the edge of the box. I think he was our best player for in. me. Yeah, from, mm, well, yeah. at least for majority of the game last night. I thought Oberfemi did a, a fantastic job. Um, but yeah, yeah. Wolf, Wolf, for a large part of that game, um, was, was certainly our best player. Yeah. Um, you know, going 1-0 down, then making a, a, you know, a reaction substitution rather than being a bit more proactive. Um, you know, as soon as the ball went into the back of the net, Piro was stripped off, uh, ready to come on, and we sort of just threw everything at it at that point. And even then, it wasn't it wasn't enough. Um, you know, Cal- seventy five minutes though is still a bit late, I think. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, you know, even if it was five minutes, ten minutes earlier, I think you know we could probably could have made a bit of a bit more of an impact on that. And then again, right at the depth, throwing Carl Joseph on uh, in the eighty ninth minute is. I don't know, just too little, too late for those sort of substitutions. Um, you still know, not Cooper, though, is it? I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, uh, no, used still not three. Cooper. Um, yeah, he used three, which is a positive. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cooper probably used, what, three substitutions, maybe two, yes. two or three, three games, games last yeah. season. Um, but, like, we can we can knock Cooper for everything, but he got the results. Yeah, it was loads of one nils, and maybe some of those games we didn't deserve to win. Um, but that's sort of what's happening to us this season. You know, the games we've been dominant throughout, um, had the majority of chances, possession, and then gone and lost 1 0. You know, sort of like last night is happening to us, which is what we were doing to teams last season. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's always that factor. Um, and it ha- it's happened to us, you know, plenty of times throughout the last few years. Um, completely dominant, that team then gets that one sort of shot through on goal and it's in the back of the net and then we end up losing um which is always always the worry but yeah it just seems like every time we're completely dominant we're not picking up three points uh, yeah and those, those games where it's sort of more of an even even keel match like the uh the qpr game which i thought was a really good game um we come away with something um but yeah we're just getting we're just getting um pegged back when we're clearly the more dominant team too often this season. Yeah, there's there's something missing at the moment. I feel like the Patterson situation has definitely not helped with struggling to score goals. And I think yeah. he's had a massive impact <clears throat> and been a massive loss there. So hopefully him coming back will help. Uh, but the problem is the damage might have been done with the mentality and the, uh, the mo- not the motivation, I don't think. But like, You've got to get a good form going now again of a new, and it's hard. It's harder to get started with a good run of form um, when you've been in a bad run of form, and you know that mm-hmm. damage is done. Is what I'm saying by him going. 
rather than maybe one loss and then turning it around quicker. Um, yeah. A couple of maybe <clears throat> positives or look at some of the players from last night then. So I thought, I say positives, I just wanted to mention, I didn't think Ryan Manning had his best game last night. I thought he gave the ball away quite easily, quite a few times. And obviously he's put back onto his left wing back role. Um, I don't want to criticise him too much because I think he tries to play a killer ball quite often, whereas mm. other players won't try that. And then last night that just wasn't working for him, which is it's easy to then say, oh, well, he's given the ball away quite a few times, but I just picked up on that as something. Go to the positives, though. I thought, yeah, Oberfemi on his... I don't know if it was his first start, maybe first league start, but I thought he had a positive show as much as he should have scored perhaps twice, or at least... He should have scored the one and then made a better opportunity of his second chance. Um, I don't know how he didn't put that ball in from Grimes. That was a really good ball, as you mentioned earlier, Jordan. But, yeah, just unlucky. He tried turning it in and didn't get enough on it to turn it away from the goalkeeper. Um, otherwise, he'd ran around. He'd ran his socks off. He played 90 minutes, whereas he hardly ever, you know, he doesn't even come off the bench every game. So credit to him there. Um, you know, there's been a lot going on around him and his attitude and whatever. So... I think you know he definitely still wants to be here and give himself. He definitely put in a shift. Yeah, you know, he he showed that he wants to play. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, and it'd be interesting to see if he could play with Perot perhaps in the future, and maybe they can complement each other if they're both central. I know Perot came on last night, but he went on to the wing when he first came on, which I thought was a bit odd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think we've got I, I think we've got the players to you know play a four four two. Even if that that was something um, yeah. that that we could do, but I was just looking now when you said uh, about Oberfemi starting, is that last night was his second ninety minutes of the season, yeah, and the 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 first one was against Luton Town in the three all draw. <laughs> um, did he start that game? Did he? Didn't yes, that? it's showing on you. Yeah, he played ninety minutes. Um, well, yeah. Um, Jordan, I want to ask you something though, because Lee's not here, so it'd be good to get <clears> another <throat> opinion, perhaps, and, and Tom and Gay your say on it as well in a second. So last video, I don't know if any of you saw it, but Lee was saying he doesn't really know what Champ does. He's saying he doesn't think he's a bad player. Um, you know, he's got quality about him, but what is his role and what is he actually doing when he's on the pitch and offering to the team? And I think after watching last night, he was even more convinced that he's onto something with that. And to be fair, I mean. Yeah, I kind of couldn't really answer it. So I'm just wondering if you've got anything in, in regards to that. I think I think if we're going to see the best of someone like Encham, we're probably going to have to change formation. Now, again, it, it, it's a weird one because I remember when we first signed Encham, one of the, one of my mates likes Celtic and I was hyped about signing someone like Encham, you know, brings like a good pair degree of experience with him. And I thought like it was a good like a real coup by us. And then he said, "Oh, don't get too excited." <laughs> and like you know, he, I was like, "Oh, why?" Do you know what I mean? But I'm not saying he's a bad player because he's clearly not. He's got bags of talent somewhere, but I don't think we're seeing it enough. And I think that comes with as well like the inconsistency of the side as well. I think if we are going to see the best of someone like Encham. We gotta change the formation because I think he spends the majority of the time out wide, and he's he's not, he's not someone who's out wide. I don't, I don't think he's lazy, by any means, but I don't think he's that much of a workhorse to be some someone like out wide. I think he's definitely yeah. far more suited to like that central role. It goes back to like where Corey Smith is. Like if you 
playing Cham, like focus and Cham more in that role, I think we'll see a little bit more better of him. Um, but yeah, I totally get what he's saying. Totally, totally get it. Yeah, yeah well, he said something now, so he's he's gonna have to own up to it now when he scores in the next five games. And that's the thing though within Shannon, <laughs> like he could have a bad game for eighty minutes and then he scores like from thirty yards out. Like he'd done it against Luton. I know, I know, he came on, but like he's got that in his locker. And he like, if you need yeah. like a game changer, he's one of very few players who will actually have a pop from outside the box. So yeah, that's true. Do you see George Byers scored a? Nice goal last night. Oh, that was night. a good finish, in all fairness. I, I, I haven't seen it. I did hear about it, though. That's another player I think would have suited the system a little bit more than they maybe thought when they first came in and got rid. Uh, yeah, yeah travelling back last night, my brother said, our buyers scored tonight. And I was just thinking, shouldn't this player you shouldn't have let go, really. Um, it's his injuries. Are they just... Because he's had a bad, he hasn't had the best season again with injuries. He's been out for a while right. again. So um, it's just unfortunate. I'm bit, like... I, I was gutted when he went. I was gutted when he got injured because I felt like he does offer something different from the other midfielders. He is yeah. one that can play a bit further forward. And that's what we're crying out for now of our centre midfielders. Like even Walsh, who we'll talk about later on. They're all very similar or do similar things. Um, yeah. They're very poor um, playing midfielders, and they? They're not, you know, they're, they're all they're all sort of like slightly worse than Matt Grimes, but do the same sort of thing. Yeah, or do a bit more of a tackle or defence than him. Um, but none of them really do more in the top end of the pitch, and that's no, what yeah. I'm missing. The thing with Byers as well, he always looked to drive forward as well, and that's something I liked about him. Like, he was brilliant at picking the ball up in that little spot and just taking the ball forward with him, and occasionally he'll have a pop from goal as well. So, yeah. I'm probably, like, literally, like you said, the only reason I think why he's in League One is just because his injury record. I was surprised when he went to League One. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Final, final thing on this game then, uh, we did it the post, as I said, actually from a corner, you mentioned about the set pieces earlier, um, it was one of the short ones, surprisingly, weirdly, they basically went back to the halfway line from the corner, worked it, like, I think everyone was like, what are they doing? But they actually did something, worked it out on the wide, I think they basically pulled Luton out of the box, make a bit of space, put the ball back in because the centre-back stayed forward. And it was Cabango, I believe, with a header that yeah. hit the post. And yeah. Bennett with the follow-up that should From have done better for me. Two yards. Bit, yeah, bit of a, a, bit of a, on target, at least. Like, yeah. yeah, a bit of a crap angle, but... Yeah, I mean, he had, he I, had a little bit more time than, than he thought he had, I think. And he just snapped at it, and he obviously hit the side net. In, but, like, I know he ended up on his... Uh, on his backside after yeah. it, but I'm not sure if that was a slip, if it was a tackle or not, because it was it was down the other end of the pitch from me. Um, I just think I... it's one of them, and it pink turns uh, quicker than Bennett, yes. so he probably <laughs> just fell over as a result of trying to get the shot yeah. away. I mean, he was shaky pretty much from the off. Um, there was a ball played in from the left from the left wing in the first half, like early on in the first half. Um, Bennett went for it, completely mistimed his uh, his clearance, completely missed the ball. Fisher thought Bennett was getting it, and luckily it went it, it rolled yeah. out for a goal kick just past the post. Yeah, um, and I think do you know what that's I think that's what caused him to change formation because Bennett started in the centre of the back three, not Norton. Ah, that makes and, me. That's... And I think he just no, he can't do it. He, he's no. not quick enough. Definitely not. But I mean, even saying that second half. Um, Luton caught us on the counter-attack and not one of our centre-backs were, well, not even the fifth player back uh, defending. So Was that for the goal? Um, it was just before the goal. 
it wasn't it wasn't on the goal. Um, they literally broke down the right down down the right hand wing, um, and then they put a cross in, but it, it was dealt with. But like um, Manning, Bennett, none of them had got back by the time sort of our midfield. Even Piro got back. It, it was like sort of that late in the game. Even Piro got back before majority of our defence. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure why Cabango and Bennett are all playing in such advanced high roles. Um, whether it was you know instructions just to try and get up the pitch, I'm not sure if it was a counter attack from a corner. Um, but yeah, that's probably the only thing I can I can. Uh, no, there was maybe. one from a corner where Cabango was on his own, basically. Yeah, I remember that. He's, I think they dealt with it well in the end. But it was you're worried when you're looking at it three v ones. And it's, it's just Cabango there because, and and yeah, they are pushing up high, especially when they went one 0 down. It is, it's what Russell Martin wants to play. You can see it. It's what he wants to try and do. He wants a fluid team that's always there, always an option, a pushing high up the pitch. But, and this is what I come back to all the time: the centre backs, not all of them, can play that way. Which, and it asks the question. And I think this is what a lot of fans are getting frustrated at. You're forcing this style of play onto the players, but not all of them can adapt to the positions they've been asked to do. Um, but then there's no, there's also no compromise from the manager to make slight adjustments to better fit the players that are here until he can get the ones that he needs. And that's the balance. And I think that's where a lot of the frustrations are coming in. Um, but I don't want to dwell too much on the rest of this game because I think we've been going for half an hour and I definitely want to touch on the transfers. Um, Last thing I want to say, obviously, Luton's goal, it was a good move, I think. It was a well-worked goal yeah. from their point of view. Yeah. Frustrating from us, I think. Softly defended, though. Uh, yeah, softly defended. Play. Someone should have just got a yellow card. I think Cabango um, was the one who lost out as the ball come over the top before yeah. it got headed as the through ball. Um, yes, just soft defending. We probably definitely could have done a better job at preventing um, you know, the through ball and then the, putting the ball into the back of the net. It was a good shot. A very, very well worked goal, as you say, from a Luton perspective. Um, but a disappointing one, yeah. you know, from, from our side to, to concede. Um had we shown something like that. A little bit more pace and swiftness on the break and going forward can get the opportunity, whereas we maybe missed that a couple of times last night where you take that you play that extra one ball and it just allows the opposition team to reset. It just feels like a lot like it just feels like a lot of teams take chances. Um, you know, they got they gamble on an attack, whereas we're, like you said earlier, trying to play the, the, the killer ball through the middle, trying to play a nice pass through, trying, you know, penetrate through the defense. Whereas a lot of other teams are just trying anything and then it you know, it's paying off. Um, sort of what we were doing with Cooper last year, you know, there was there's a yeah. couple of a couple of nice goals. All right, Andre pretty much carried us last season, cutting in from the the right hand side. But um, yeah, I like I say, had we scored that, I would have been quite happy with uh, with with that sort of goal for the Swans. But it is disappointing in you know the manner that we did concede it. Like you say, someone could have you know kicked someone and took a, took a book in because um, other than a couple of attempts, they weren't very dangerous. Um, just yeah, just frustrating swans again yeah definitely so um it doesn't get any easier either we obviously got blackburn next uh they are high flying at the moment up the top end of the table no pushing not. pushing for automatic promotions they've just signed ryan giles from wolves unknown who we potentially 
had the opportunity of getting by all accounts, which could have been controversial in itself based on the fact he'd been a Cardiffer all season so far, but that would have been a nice story to talk about, getting one over them and take him to the derby and get him a goal. But he looked, he looked a quality player for them, to be fair. Um, yeah. And, well, I don't really want to talk about it, to be honest, because Black <laughs> exactly terrible are they at the minute and they've just had a giles to their side but yeah it's like it's like talking about blackburn it's that like diaz like since he's become chilean he's he's just balling like i don't get it i, was I, I didn't say know he no. was last season and all of a sudden now he's like their main man i i watched him a lot last season because i've been playing the gaffer fantasy football i don't know if any of you have heard of that it's championship no. fantasy football um it's got about five and a half thousand players in its inaugural season last year it's got about seven thousand this year um, yeah, it's G-A-F-F-R, so Gaffer, or Gaffer, yeah. um, .io is a little plug for them, like, but it's it's a really, really good uh, fantasy football, so keep an eye on a lot of players last season, especially, you know, doing previews and reviews and, and so on, it, uh, it definitely gives you an insight into other players in the league who might, you know, go under the radar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, d- you know, I was just going to say, I wonder, because he... I think he played last night for Chile because um, they're playing Copra. Uh, oh, maybe World he won't Cup be around. World, maybe he won't World be around. Uh... qualifiers. So um, I was going to say, hopefully he's not around, but they're still doing well without him. Players like Gallagher, uh, you know, are picking up the goal scoring. Uh, Bradley Dax just come back, haven't he? I think he came back from injury the last time he played them as well. Um, he's got injured he, again he, since then, though, and he's, he's always injured. injured. Yeah, he is. But when he when he does play, he's a quality player. Um, he always seems fit for the Swans, though, doesn't he? Like you've been he's and then yeah. when the Swans are playing, it's like all right, okay. Yeah, fit. Uh, Brereton Diaz did play last night. Uh, I'm just looking at Chile's fixtures. If hopefully they're playing midweek uh, on the weekend, so if they are, then he'll he'll definitely be missing from the squad. Yeah, well, I'd imagine he'll be there if it's a competition anyway, when he if, unless they've been knocked yeah. out. So. Yes, that might be good well, news in that case. Good news there. Um, so. Obviously, we touched on Ryan Giles. Let's move on to the transfers in general then. So I've got a little ticker to chuck on you just to give us a bit of context and update. So before we make a start on maybe looking at the individuality of who's actually come in and who's gone, Jordan, first, like, just how do you make of this transfer window? What do you feel about it? I, now, are you sure you want me to talk about transfers? Because the last transfer window thing we done, I said my most exciting signing was Reese Williams. <laughs> so let's, let's think, no, let's let's think carefully. But no, I, I think well, at least you've owned it. At least you've owned it. Let's hope you get a better better one this time. I know, but um, no, I I don't think it was it was terrible to begin with. But obviously, as as the window went on, obviously on deadline day things came out that went on with the club and the owners. And it just took a nose dive from there, basically. Like I, there, there were a couple of positions that I still think we could have done done with. Um, and we got our left left wing back in, didn't we, to replace Bidwell? But Bidwell was a funny one to let go. I know, um, I know, he was going at the end of the season anyway. That like it was likely that the club wouldn't renew his his contract. But I, I that's that's just weird for me. I, like I, I would have just kept him at least till the end of the season. Apparently, he was offered a contract. That's that's what I've heard. Um, is that? Like, no wages, was it? I think. 
I, I'd imagine it would, I, I don't know, I'm not sure, obviously, we don't really exactly know what they're on, but I can't imagine it would have been much of an improvement, if anything, um, being as, you know, he wasn't necessarily a first-team, you know, an important player, first-team uh, regular starter. Um, but that that transfer absolutely pissed me off. So I don't know if you guys swear on you, but no, I, was, I was fuming, <laughs> absolutely fuming when Bidwell went. Um, like, I, I rated Bidwell, obviously, for what, what he offered last season, the goal contributions, the assists as well. Him and Connor were fantastic last year. Um, yeah, not quite the same player this year with the formation uh, and the style of play that Russ wants. But Still scored, though, haven't he? He's, uh... Yeah, he has scored, and he scored against the Scum. So, you know, it's just a fantastic... I, I, I rate him. I highly rated Bidwell, but he has also run his contract out at his last two clubs. Um, so obviously there was the inevitability of, of losing him at the end of the, the season anyway. But I mean, it was a free transfer, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. So I think the idea is he's gone. They they knew he was going to go in the summer, and it's annoying we didn't get a fee. But I think they were thinking, by all accounts, he was one of the top earners because when we signed him, we were still early on in parachute uh, money. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, the yeah. intentions of going up under Steve Cooper, obviously. Um, and I think they did offer him a new contract at lower wages because I think he's in the top three earners from what I like, you know, from what you see, it could be not all correct, but I'm just reciting what I've what I've heard. And he didn't want to drop his wages essentially. So he was gonna run his contract down. He obviously wasn't necessarily starting all the time, which I think some of his when he did drop out the team originally, he did just have a child, I believe. Yes. So then yeah, he yeah. didn't manage to get back in and I guess perhaps Martin was like, Yeah, well I don't necessarily need him and then the wages were probably promised like okay if he goes even if it's a free this is how much extra wages you've got now yeah, to bring in exactly. one of your signings which we'll talk about yeah. maybe more of what didn't happen there later but i think yeah, that's the premise was, behind this exit if he was in you know sort of the, the top three earners then yeah it is you know it's a chunk of change in it to put towards somebody that martin wants um maybe a player he didn't get but you know it does help sort of bring in you know two extra players, you know, the, you know, so you look at the left back, we brought in a youngster, um, you know, the, the, probably the wages that we're paying for this Man City defender as well. It does, it, it does allow, you know, it opens the doors for, for other players to come in um, who don't quite have the same experience, but, you know, will feature more than what Bidwell would have this season. I think the thing that bothers me with Bidwell is how long it took to replace him. Cause I think we could have spent, the last couple of days of deadline day, then really trying to get that extra midfielder that we needed. Because we went into deadline day needing a left wing back when Bidwell was gone like two, nearly three weeks ago. Like, I feel like that should have been something. At the end of the day, Bidwell, he was starting majority of the games. So he, he, he is technically classed as a first team starter. So it's very much like, right, okay, if we're losing a first team starter, they need to be replaced as quickly as possible. And I don't think that was. I mean, it was yeah. something we could have done without, you know. Like, don't be wrong. I I don't know much about this boy. Is it Ogbeta? Ogbeta. Yeah, Ogbeta. Yeah. I think. I I don't know a lot about him. I I got to be honest. I didn't hear anything about him until Ian Mitchell mentioned that we put a bid in for him. I I, I didn't know. Um, but it it seems almost like as if we were so focused on trying to get a midfielder, we then scrapped quite late to get a wing back. Do you know what I mean? I, I felt we were a bit stuck. But 
we'll, we'll judge him on his performances, I guess, see, see how he does. Yeah, I think, um, there were, well, there was talk from the day Russell Martin came in, Bidwell, one part of his plans, didn't suit the system, was was happy for him to leave, I think Burrow linked with him in the summer, so I'm not yeah, surprised yeah. he's gone. I feel, I feel like it's been in the works for a while. After all that stuff in the summer came out, he featured quite heavily in the early part of the season, more than I expected. But as soon as he fell out of the team, he never really came back in, which, I mean, I don't know when these contract talks were kind of going, do you, or when he was in talks with the other club as well. Um, but like you said, Tom, he's had history of doing similar as well. So yeah, yeah. here's what it is. It's frustrating. It's another one where a low fee or well, no fee. Um, we did get a left back in in the end. How we got him in and how late is is the questionable thing, as you said. Um, obviously, when Bidwell went earlier on, my expectation was we would have gone more out of the window, but didn't necessarily happen. So yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the um, uh, was it Nathaniel Ogbeta's interview with uh, the Swans. He come out about an hour or so ago. Yeah, I haven't um, seen that yet. No. I watched it just before coming on on here, um, and the. Uh, sort of, he was made aware that we were interested about two weeks ago. So, you know, same week or the week after Bidwell had left. So, yeah, it's just you know we just don't seem to, you know, just just get deals done. Um, he said a couple of times that, you know the the deal was on and then it seemed to be off and then it was back on again. So it looks as though we were probably being a bit tight with it with the cash. Well, to be honest, right? I don't know how much you follow politics at the moment, but there's a bit of carnage going down mm-hmm. with the uh, money being lost with this PPE and stuff. It sounds like they've got a similar guy in charge of our transfer funds. Yeah, because yeah. Um, obviously some some miscalculations happened along the way because it feels like a couple of deals were in the pipeline that all of a sudden we couldn't afford. And the fact that if this Ogbeta was informed two weeks ago of interest and then it took us until we had to get rid of Walsh to be able to get him in as well, yeah. uh, someone's definitely needs maybe to take their accounting exam again at the Swans by the look of it. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, so anyway, the, yeah, we'll talk about the missed stuff at the end. So we've, we've touched on Bidwell as an out, um, his replacement Ogbeta. Um that came from obviously Jordan's initial impressions. I didn't get to ask you then, Tom, like just an overview then of how you felt, not into the details of what happened or what didn't happen. Yeah. But like as a transfer window, how do you like feel about what happened? You know, is it a really good one? Is it a really bad one? Somewhere in between? Um, we've certainly had worse January uh, transfer transfer windows. That's for sure. And definitely worse uh, deadline days. Yeah, it wasn't very active. I mean, I, I went to bed up a state. So I completely missed. I, I I missed it. I missed it all in the. You missed evening. all the excitement. All yeah, the- all the excitement. I think the most exciting thing was uh, Aubameyang going to to Barca. But um, yeah, I I missed everything. I woke up with my brother messaging me. Imagine falling asleep on deadline day, and I was like, "Well, who have we signed?" Um, so that's how I pretty much found out about it. I didn't even go on on Twitter in the morning. Um, but I th- I think like I say we've definitely had worse. We've certainly had better. Um, I'm quite happy in a sense with the window as overall um probably you know a bit more optimistic of things than a lot of fans um bit gutting as i say well very gutting and disappointed to lose bidwell but there's obviously good good reasons for it uh christie's been fantastic he looks mm. a great replacement uh for ethan laid um wolf i'm 
uh, I'm, you know, we'll see what he's like. You know, he seems to be a pretty decent player. He's got Champions League experience. Um, Bundesliga is not, you know, it's not the French league. It's, it's a bit more difficult. It, you know, the games are a bit more competitive out there. So that, you know, hopefully he'll bring something. He looked at, like I won't go into too much, but he looked a bit soft in his, his debut last night. He looked a lot more up for it. He looked a lot, lot stronger. So, you know, he's, he's definitely got, got his feet wet with uh, the championship and could be a very promising player. Um, we'll see what these, uh, what these youngsters can do. Uh, Ogbeta and, um, Finley was his, was yeah, his name Finley was coming. Burns. Finley Burns. Um, I would have, like I said, I would have probably thrown in him on last night uh, for, for as Norton's replacement, but whatever those reasons were. So it's not been too bad. Some of the players out have been a bit unfortunate. Whatever the reason, Ethan Laid uh, left for, whether it was him or United wanting to, you know, put him into a bit more of a, a competitive winning team. Um, but I don't think he's featured for Bournemouth yet, so we'll see how that pans out for United's progression for him. Um, Bender. I'm I'm quite happy Bender's gone. Um, I feel I do feel sorry for him. You know, it just hasn't worked out, and that sometimes happens for players. Um, given the number one jersey this season, started the season off, and you know, whether it was nerves um, or just not comfortable enough with his feet and playing out from the back, there's you know there's obviously a reason his um, confidence obviously took a massive knock. Uh, and then you know he probably didn't want to stick around himself after uh, Hamer was had a consistent run of games. So um, Fisher looked alright last night, like I said, apart from a, a couple of shaky moments. But we'll see how he goes. He's obviously won for the next few seasons because uh, Hamer's I think out of contract in the summer anyway. So I, I'm pleasantly happy with the transfer window Cullen I'm glad has gone out on loan to get that experience he needs <clears throat> um Whitaker I'm disappointed he went before Cullen um because I, I like what Whitaker can offer us over Cullen that's for sure um but yeah like I say I, I'm probably 60 <coughs> 60 40 I'm I'm happy than disappointed so it, yeah. it's, it's been okay so I think a lot of people are not happy with the transfer window, to be honest. Uh, Lee, who's not here tonight, he thinks he's frustrated. He thinks the squad is always weaker after every transfer window. Um, but personally, I think I'm in your camp a little bit because other than all the stuff that's come out since um, and all the misses and all this, the other, that's the bigger picture, which is not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about ins and outs on paper, what names are on the sheet. And I don't think it's been a bad window. I also don't think it's been a good window. I think it's just in the middle because, you know, a left back went, a left back came in. Yeah, okay, it's frustrating. That's the only first team really that we've lost yet, yeah, well. Frustrating that that happened, but we did replace him eventually. If we hadn't done so, then I would have been a bit more frustrated. In regards to Led and Williams, they got recalled for the parents' club, completely out of the club's uh, control. Um, I believe Led was... They wanted more. Well, Bournemouth were offering to pay more of his wages and a more yeah. more of a fee each week. So Man United just took that option. I don't really think it, it's because of the for development because he started basically every game here, and I don't know. I don't think he's featured as you said for Bournemouth. So no, it's purely a financial. Yeah. And that seems a bit weird for a club like Man United for the financial reasons. Because it's not going to be that much for a player like Led to you know. It's not going to assign him another Ronaldo. 
Um, no. No, definitely not. And I, I don't think it's going to be sort of a loan to buy either. I don't think there's no. even going to be a clause in it to, to buy him. But like I say, development-wise, he would definitely have got um, yeah. know, a, a better run-in uh, with us. But yes, yeah, just so, finances yeah. speak again, don't they? So that's frustrating for me. In regards to Cullen Whitaker, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, Whitaker didn't really feature though under Martin in the first team, especially no. in the league. Whether you agree or disagree with that, I think a lot of people have different opinions there. But he wasn't featuring. Liam Cullen, a little bit more was, but not an awful lot either. And I think the preference was always to get Obafemi sorted, whatever the issues were with him. Um, I think it was quite apparent to some of the comments that Russell Martin made. Cullen was featuring more than Obafemi at certain points just because of how much better attitude he had. Yes, yeah. Not yeah. necessarily because he was doing better. I'm not saying he was doing worse either, but it's not because he was night and day of playing better. Um, for, so those two get an experience, fair enough. They're going to the same team, which is a bit, again, a bit odd. Um, I saw yeah. Liam Cullen started like three games in three different positions for Lincoln, one of them being the centre attacking midfielder. Uh, Morgan Whitaker scored on his debut, of course, but he hasn't scored in six games after that. So um, and it's not he's not exactly lighting the league up there either. Um yeah. But then we recalled Kyle Joseph. So in regards to those two, Kyle Joseph coming in is going to do the same job anyway. Um, they were yeah. both on the bench and they were both coming on in every game. So I'm not dis- disappointed with that. I actually thought in a Plymouth game earlier this season when Whitaker scored a hat-trick, I thought Kyle Joseph had a better game, which is hard to say when you've had a hat-trick because everyone sees the goals and everyone's excited about that. But I went to the game and I watched the players and I don't think Whitaker did much that game other than getting the positions where he scored. And I thought overall, Joseph had a bigger impact and a better performance. So, okay with that. In regards to the others, like when you see the articles on Wales online and they're saying like 10 players left when you five came in or whatever it was, when you've got like uh, Dan Williams has gone on loan to a, an Irish club, I believe, Bender, as you mentioned, has gone and Lewis Webb, you know, they're not really big losses. The players need to go and get development. So don't feel like you could factor them into yeah, an out-in at this window. Liam Walsh was a little bit of a weird one. However, at the same time, he's played something like 119 minutes of uh, league football this season. So, you know, he was a signing that came in just before Russell Martin came in. So I understand it's a bit weird and annoying. He's only been here half a season. We've let him go. But if he's not using him and he's not part of the plans, if it allowed him to sign someone that he does need and want, then I guess it had to be done. Um, yeah. Plus, I think they thought Felton was going to leave all the way up to January, and that hasn't happened. It looks like Fulton has started to be reintegrated, so I guess it's just changed that it's Liam Walsh instead, if that makes sense. I was I was highly expecting Fulton to be the one that did go. And then when it comes to Brandon Cooper, um, some people have questioned, why have we let Brandon Cooper leave and then just signed in another youngster, uh, Finley Burns, as a centre-back? Well, Finley Burns, we don't know how much he's going to play, you know, it could be a case of he's going to be on the bench quite often for the rest of the season, which for us to have Man City's player and he's going to come on sometimes and get some experience in the championship, I guess that's a good thing for them. He's getting some experience. Whereas for us and Brandon Cooper, he's probably at a stage where he needs to be playing all the time. So if he's going to drop down the league, get that experience week in, week out for a different club, come back in the summer where he might be more ready then to start every game for us. Um Otherwise, if he's still here now, as it has been the case all season, he'll make some appearances, but he's not going to start every game. So he'll benefit more from playing on a weekly basis as well. So yeah. I don't feel like yeah. the squad on paper is weaker, 
than it was before the window. Um, not really. I don't think it's... Uh, Christie's done a good job of replacing Laird. If anything, I don't even know if he's offering better um, overall. I think he's all, like all-round a better player, personally. Um, yeah, he he's doesn't... He's got more experience, mess- hasn't he? So. He has, yeah, but he's also yeah. putting in... He's putting in better balls as well, more dangerous balls. He's got, you know, a bit more... He's got bigger structure. He's a bit more about him. Um, I thought Laird had been very unlucky this season with not... Winning a penalty, um, I don't know. I don't know. We have I, I, I honestly think he probably should have had about three or four. I went to Bournemouth, um, the away game, and we probably he probably should have won two by himself. Um, but he likes to obviously get into uh, into the box, right up to the byline, put the ball back, sort of either straight across the six yard box or to the penalty spot. Um, whereas um, for Christie, he does look a little bit more direct, getting towards the edge of the box, cutting in. Um, he had a couple of fantastic shots um, in the previous game, which were quite unlucky not to go in. Um, I, I, I'm looking at Christie and looking at Laid. I'm probably a bit more pleased with Christie uh, in his recent performances. Anyway, yeah. I, I really rated uh, Ethan Laid. I thought he was a quality youngster, um, and you know, unfortunately, he did get recalled. But hopefully, uh, Christie turns out to be a bit more of a better. Um, acquisition for us overall throughout the end of the season. Yeah. And um, yeah, go on. Sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, just again, like on the. Um, uh, I think I was watching a Russell Martin interview, and he was saying some of the youngsters that we've got in the first team, they're sort of too old to be playing in the unders, um, and usually by this time in their life, you know, 22, 23, they've usually got you know almost a hundred first team uh, appearances racked up. Uh, and they've got nowhere near that. So they do need to go out on loan and get this experience uh, and hopefully do come back as uh, as better uh, better all-round players for us, uh, whether they stay or whether they move on. But I'm hoping um, that's the of Cullen minds. I think I, I do rate Cullen. Like he does get himself in some tidy positions, but I think that that was a loan that should have happened like about two seasons ago. I'm not saying definitely. it would have been as good as like Someone like McBurney, but look at McBurney, he went out on loan to Bristol Rovers, he went on loan to Newport, you know, he had these Barnsley as well. Barnsley, player, player of the season with Barnsley in five yeah. months. Yeah. Um it, it gained him that experience then. So then when we got relegated, we he, we had a striker. Was, he was prepared and ready to step up. Yeah, yeah. Now Cullen, that that should have happened two seasons ago. And I think if he doesn't make it as a Swansea City player, it's just down to that, really. You should have had a loan a while. Yeah, back. he hasn't been. He hasn't been prepared for it, really. No, I, I, I'm 100 with you on that. Like, I think you know, second season back down in the championship, like you say, two years ago, he, that that's when he should have been loaned out. When he when he sort of made that step up to the first team uh, environment, I think he, you know, give him the start of the season. You know, get get him used to being around the first team. Um, sitting on the bench a couple of times, but then yeah, loan him out, get, get him that experience, and probably had that happened by now, we probably have a much better striker on our hands. Um, but like, I, I feel for him, I do, but I'm not sure I probably rate him quite as much as you. Yeah. I do, I, I do like him, but again, it, it, I think it's boils back down to that. Like, if he has the experience, then. I think we are looking at a different player altogether because he, yeah. he's shown what he can do. He's shown it against, I think it was Nottingham Forest in the cup where we dismantled. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And he's been playing in a lot of different positions as well. He's never just been a striker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's shown he can create. I mean, 
I say create. Like I think I think he set up Perot um for Preston away early on in the season. So he's shown he can play those tidy little passes as well. So he, he's got a bit more to his game. But unfortunately he's playing for us at not necessarily the wrong time. But he definitely needed that that experience first. Yeah, we're in a place where we don't always have we don't necessarily have the depth and then he's on the fringe of the two teams. Yeah. Where we haven't afforded him the opportunity to go on loan because just in case someone gets injured, but now he's suffering as a result of that. So Definitely. it is a bad situation for him. Um, I didn't mention just now as well, Wolf, you, you've mentioned him, but he could be key. This was an extra player for me in terms of like our depth of squad. Um, we needed a, I think like if Patterson left, who would have been the replacement, but he didn't. So if Patterson gets reintegrated, having Wolf now is an extra attacking option, um, which is something we needed. And just based on last night's show, if he can continue in that sort of form and offering what he offered last night, that's something to get excited about because he was just looking direct, looking to take people on, run to the byline, run past people, do a little bit of trickery to get past people. And he had, I think, a shot or two from outside the box as well. He, he was up for it. He was trying. He was trying to make things happen in a force the issue when things weren't going our way. Um, and we need a little bit more of that. Someone that's going to run at someone and try and make something happen. So... If we can get Patterson back going, having hit the him and Wolf in those two positions behind the striker could be a good combination. Um, but we'll see. I so, got a go on. I, was say, I got a question for you regarding sort of um attacking options uh, yeah. late late in games. Um, you know, more than happy to have these, you know, un- unknown youngsters come through and um, like say Perot. Um, over Femi, yeah, we've, we've known about him, but um, the transfer obviously didn't happen a couple of seasons ago. Um, but as like a plan B sort of, you know, hit the emergency button, would you and why do you think we've not gone for an older, experienced championship proven goal scorer who can come on in the 80th, 75th minute, um, sort of like, you know, uh, Stephen Fletcher, Charlie Austin, that sort of player yeah. who can come on, um, get what eight goals a season, but those eight goals will will you know turn out to be you know sort of fifteen points come the end of the season. You know, match match winners, wages. It's going to say yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah it probably is. We were linked with Naki Wells when we it was like experienced yeah. championship. I'm, I'm not being funny. Like he turned on approaches from us. Well, Bristol City did us in Cardiff, right? And I think if anyone was going to get that player between those two clubs, I think it would have ultimately boiled down the wages, and I think he would have gone to Cardiff. And I think that's mm. why we don't have. But they're struggling financially too. I think. I, I, I do. I think you would have gone to Cardiff. I, I do. I, Bristol I, I, are massively in one yeah. wages, and secondly, the amount of deals that have now come out saying, you know, the, oh, the deals weren't sanctioned for this reason. I reckon there would have been something with Wells there, like, it, and I do think ultimately it would have been a financial situation. As much as I would love someone like Charlie Austin, I, I, I do rate Austin. I mean, I didn't rate him against Downs the other night, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Downs will learn from that. But as as much as you want like an experienced old head, I mean, completely different levels. It was like when we had Lorente when and basically like yeah, yeah. Scored, <clears throat> scored those goals that kept us up. Yeah, exactly. But no, I agree. I I would love to see an experienced old head down here. It's uh, like uh, like I know, but he's probably well past it now. But Defoe going back to Sunderland, like yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. 
whether that's sort of a love story sort of thing. But you could have done a job here, but I feel again he's probably getting paid more than what our strikers are getting. Probably is, yeah, probably is, and that's it. I mean, even if you took a gamble on one of them, I think you know those sort of gambles tend to pay off. Um, they do. They are match winners. They they're proven match winners and goal scorers. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it just frustrates me that we don't have that, you know, in the locker to bring on. I do think it's another reason as well. I think the club and the, I feel like we have we tried to build an identity again, and part of that is we want to have, we want to buy assets that can develop and then sell for more money, as yeah. well. That's part of what we want to do, um, business model, if you like, of the football club. And that is a sustainable business model, as much as it is annoying to think of, well, everyone we buy is seen as someone that we want to improve to ultimately make a profit on. That is the life of a lower league football club um, that doesn't have the owners that likes of Bournemouth have got, apparently. If if there are any Newcastle owners listening to this, there is a club in South Wales who who wouldn't (laughs) mind your, your business. So, yeah. Means... black and white as well. So come, yeah, come on, they're down. black and white. They're not in blue. They're black and white. <laughs> That's the important part. We've got the beaches like uh, like the Middle East down here, we? So... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's part of the reason as well. So, final thing before we finish, then, John, you just touched on some of the misses, perhaps. So, obviously, right, everything we're talking about from here on, uh, you could argue, is speculation, is assumptions, is uh None of it could be deemed fact because there isn't really anything concrete from the club, from the manager on any of this stuff and why the reasons. Uh, some of it even came out that we didn't even know anything about, uh, like the Ryan Trials thing, after transfer deadline day. But a few journalists coming out and saying like there were deals that were close. There were deals that were discussed for a while with clubs. Uh, these players they were basically all set to come. And all of a sudden, the clubs turned around and said, actually, no, we don't want to spend the money there. It's not right for us. Or you could look at the the guy that's gone to Celtic, O'Reilly, yeah? Yeah, uh, right. and they didn't yeah. want to stump up the initial fee, even though a lot of the total fee was uh, in installments, which has um, frustrated a lot of people, especially as he's had two Man of the Match performances up there. And by all accounts, having another good game this evening. Um, and then the other one, which I think there was... By all accounts, a deal done for uh, was it the the Brighton the Brighton yeah. lad and the club Ryan, just didn't approve it. Yeah, Ryan Long money went to hell. Then apparently, yeah. uh, what do we make of all that then? How much do we how much do we take on board what we're reading about all these things as like the truth, or is there still an element like they might have sources that are telling them this stuff, and but we can't be sure how how true that really is and. How much do we do we take her on board and like yeah, I, it's difficult i don't really know how to word the question but you get what i'm trying to say uh, yeah i i definitely get what you mean and it's a difficult one to answer as well i think <laughs> i think every i think every single window that we have in the future while we have the owners that we do i think it's always going to be the same story though uh, there will always be something that comes out saying that deals were in section because because of this and that and I think I feel sorry for for the managers who have come in as well because we've had like some pretty good bright young managers while they've been here. I mean, you look at Graham Potter. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we were all very fifty fifty on Steve Cooper, but he's got he's got the potential to. I'm not saying like do what Potter's doing, but you I don't know, think we're fifty fifty anymore. I know. <laughs> no. um, but I, I feel like Russell Martin will eventually get to a point as well if he's not backed. 
properly. Like, obviously, this is assuming now that this is true. It, it only takes one bid from another club, and then they'll look at that and go, oh, cash. They'll accept that, and then he'll be back then by by another club. I'm not saying he'll go on to someone like Brighton. But well, I mean, if he could play the style of football he's playing now, ultimately, yeah, the goals are not there. But he's turned it around quick to the point where we're getting 70% possession on a weekly yeah. basis. If he can go to another club where they're giving money to bring in the attacking people he needs to yeah. play the system, yeah. then why can't he do well? Definitely. I said, like, I mean, look at um, look at Potter. I mean, he, he had a couple of years more experience than Martin in terms of like being a manager. I mean, Martin is still a very, very young manager. And I think goals and things like that with this style of play will ultimately come. This season, I think, is just a massive learning curve for him. He, like, he hasn't managed any higher than League One until now. Yeah. So, for him to get the style of play going, I think that's very much all we can expect at the moment this season in, in like the transition period. But ultimately... That's probably as far as he can probably take us because if you, if you want a team that can score goals, ultimately you need to then invest into that side. Like you need to because like you can't just expect to be, well, in, in football money living on nothing, but expecting your team to do well. Like you need that investment, you need that back in as a manager, like the side, like everyone needs that back in. So to see. Matt O'Reilly, when I think we own, we own, I say only mine, this is football money, we only needed to cough up £300,000 for Matt O'Reilly. And like you said, he's absolutely slamming it at Celtic. It's a bit of a blow. Probably that midfielder we could have done with as well, providing Patterson doesn't come back in. But I think there is talk now of him coming back in. Longman, don't know a lot about him, but that would have been another midfielder. And then obviously Giles would have been our, our wing back. Like the, like from from what I can see, I mean O'Reilly looks absolutely quality. Giles, we've seen what he can do in the championship. Would have definitely made a difference to our side. Longman, I, I'm, I'm not going to. Oh, he's the... been playing well for Hull, hasn't he? And that's in the same. Yeah, league. yeah. Like that's that's all I know. He's been doing well for Hull. So there are obviously three players that could have made a difference to this side. But how can we go further than where we are now? With the ownership that we've currently got, when Martin and and the club isn't getting any sort of backing, yeah, I think this is a perfect opportunity to just touch on. There is obviously a petition that we've been informed about this evening. Uh, so if anyone wants to sign that, I'll chuck the link in the video. But um, it's just basically that you know raising your voice of collective voice about dismay and dissatisfaction with the owners and lack of investment for the club so it's not through us but we're sharing that out there if anyone wants to get involved with that and, and check any updates that's going on with what they're trying to do there as well uh but yeah tom i've got anything to add on to that then um you know jordan pretty much summed it up it's it's the same with sort of any transfer window um with probably many other clubs especially at this sort of level um, reports come out after the fact um, from from journalists and whether it's, you know, just trying to get a few clicks or stir up the pot a little bit. Um, don't get me wrong, some of them could be, you know, solid evidence. We, we've seen sort of um, a few of the Swans journalists, Ian and Stuart, they, they pretty mm -hmm. much bang on with what they report. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back even to, you know, when we were last in the championship before being promoted to the premiership, when we were in the premiership, these, you know, 
players that have turned out to be absolute world beaters, um, like uh, Aubameyang, Alfonso, uh, Davis. Yeah. It, you know, it, it just goes back, all these links. You know, you still find the articles online now, all the players that we've previously been heavily linked with, um, but no no proposals ever been put forward from either club. Yeah, the Alfonso one is a kick in the teeth. It's just work permit or something, wasn't it? Basically? Yeah, apparently that one was. I think, know, but... I think my favourite one was David Villa. Yeah, via, yeah. But again, would would Alfonso? I mean, I think you've got to take into consideration as well. Like a lot of clubs have been affected financially with obviously the pandemic. I mean, obviously they they're going to take a bit of a hit. But I feel even if we weren't in a pandemic, this would have still happened. Do you know what I mean? I, I feel. It, it I would. think so. I mean, and like I, the thing is, as as fans, when we're not asking for. 10, 20 million pound players. I mean, you look at some of our best players over the years, like Angle Wrangle, for example, cost 10,000 pounds. I know it's a very different market now, but we don't necessarily need to spend a massive amount to get players that suit our style. Like, yeah. and I think that's proven with like Matt O'Reilly. I think watching him for Celtic, he would have suited us perfectly. And then we, we only needed to cough up 300,000. Again, I say only, I'd be landed with that. But yeah. You know, like I, I, I was, I can't remember what I was arguing, arguing with. I mean, I mean, I, I argue with a fair few people. Who knows on Twitter? It could be anyone. I know it could be anyone. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like a football Twitter account or something. But you know, they were saying like, "Oh, we want like big signings, this that, and the other." And I said, "Well, not necessarily." I, I think as fans, like obviously, we're not asking for like mega, mega bucks to come through the for the door. If you want big signings, I think you need to give your head a wobble because that ain't happening anytime soon. And the more you, the less you expect that, the less you're going to get disappointed. Yeah, we we just want signings that are ultimately going to make a difference and that are suited to Martin's team. And whether if they cost a hundred thousand or one two million, like I I'd, I'd rather a player who costs like five hundred thousand and suits and does well for us than spending five six million on a player. Who's then going to leave in the summer for dirt cheap because he hasn't suited us? Yeah, you know. I think like what you got to look at as well is this is the first year without parachute payments. So, oh yeah, of course. Know, yeah. You know, we we wouldn't have been given an awful lot last year, but we're financially stable. Um, why jeopardize the you know the financial stability of the club? Uh, taking risks on signings that yeah. may not pay off. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, even when we were in the Premiership, we were still a selling club. You know, we bought Michu for two million, could have sold him for twenty, but loaned him out to Napoli and then lost completely on him. Um, so you know, even the best signings that we make sometimes don't have the best end result financially for the club. Um, and like I said at the start of this season, you know, another new manager coming in at the start, no, uh, no transfer window really at the beginning. Um, no preseason. This season is a write-off. We've been very fortunate that we've had the breaks that we've had um, due to COVID and you know match suspensions and stuff like that. That you know we've been able to well, Russell Martin and the and the coaching team have had those you know long weeks of training sessions without games to get the players used to the style of play. And you can see since you know since we've we've returned to football you know we had no festive football this year which was which was crap as a football fan you know plenty of football on but none of your own team um you can tell that during that period the football even though it was it was dominant before it it's probably more dominant after that that festive period of no football um 
but this season is a write-off. It's another transition season. It was the same under Cooper. It was the same under Potter. Um, it's another different setup, another different style of play, another different group of players and backroom staff. And it's the first season without any yeah. parachute payments. So I think... to Cooper there, obviously what we've gone to the playoffs this first season, but I think it's worth remembering that was only after the long COVID break and we had a good run of form Yeah, yeah. we came back. So I think, you know, this season, 100%. Yes, it's frustrating seeing us down in 19th spot. Um, thankfully, Cardiff, even though they've they've won tonight, they are still below us. You know, that's a little bit of uh, silver lining. But yes, it's frustrating being that low in the league, but we were never really going to get a playoff position yeah. this year unless it was a miracle. No yeah. I mean you know, last season was pretty much a miracle. The season before that was, you know, we played well all season, but getting into the playoffs was literally a miracle. That eight-goal swing with Forrest and replacing them in the playoffs um, <laughs> was was just wild. Um, yeah. Last season, we, we were an awful lot better team um, until that playoff final, which we just didn't show up for. But yeah, um, this season, it, it's just... You know, it's a fresh slate. It's hopefully like I I do like Russell Martin. I like what he's trying to implement. I'm particularly not asked when it comes to whether it's Cooper Ball or Martin Ball, as long as you know there's progression and results show. Um, I, I for for me, I wasn't expecting playoffs in the last two seasons, and I certainly weren't expecting it this year. Um, but I definitely wasn't expecting almost a relegation scrap, which we're not in. We're still 12 points off the relegation zone, but we are at the wrong end of the table. Yeah. And, you know, if we finish, if we get 10th, 12th this season, I'll be pretty much happy um, as long as Martin remains. And it's not a waste of time, if that makes if it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, he so, needs to yeah. stay in the summer. I think, though, yeah. like, it is worth taking a bit of heart from you hear all the opposition team managers talking about after they played us, as much as it's not always a result we want, but they often say how hard it was to play against us, how we're in a false position, and they had to work really hard for whatever they got after the game. And yeah, okay, it's all words until it's points on paper, but I think it'll come. You know, in it a year's come. time, it might look so much better, but this is the process that needed to happen to get there. Yeah, uh, but we just have to wait and see, really. It might not work. It might not work. But that's why, like you, we said from the start, right this season off, let's start judging when as a proper summer. And I think summer's going to be vital and be really important to see what happens there. Um, the last thing I want to say on the transfers is you, you said about COVID stuff, it's hard financially for the clubs, all of this. When you put the full season transfer window into perspective, yes, we lost Bidwell, Connor Roberts, and Jamal Lowe as notable first team players that have left other than the loans that have returned to their clubs and Andre Ayu going on a free which we knew about anyway we've signed a lot of players this season to be fair you've got like Cham, Perot, Oberfemi, uh, Downs um, I'm missing some people but there's there's quite a few more uh, that, I think it's about 10 players we brought in and yeah, 10 Patterson, players Patterson uh, you know they have put money in but the thing is I say put money in you know, whatever the budget they set in the summer, that budget will be the same budget that includes January. However much you used in the summer is how much you got left then in January. And they did say after that, like we would have to get rid of people to bring people in in January. They said that was going to be the case. Yeah. Um, 
So it's not really a surprise on paper that we haven't signed anyone for that much of a fee. Even if yeah. it is frustrating that we couldn't put like the 300,000 down, that is annoying that they couldn't find that from somewhere. And but I feel it is like probably they a probably lot of money. could have if they wanted to, but didn't want to risk it because uh, yeah. they are stable at the moment. Um, I just think in the bigger picture. And then the other thing I think people aren't factoring in, how much money went towards Grimes' new contract? That's come out of the same budget at the end of the day. That's something we didn't think would happen, but I was obviously, they've worked the deal out. I'd imagine he's probably the top earner at the club. Um, but that's yeah, I mean, that's for me, that, well. that, that was as good as a sign-in uh, at the start of the season. You know, Grimes stay in. Um, for me, I'm I'm over the moon that uh, Fulton is still a, a Swans player. Yeah. Um, he was somebody I, him, I'd definitely like to see more of him, and I think he deserves to, you know, to, to play more as well uh, and start more. Um but for me, he's you know he's a workhorse. He he doesn't stop when he is on the pitch. More often than not, he has a better game than than he doesn't. Um, and he is one of our most consistent and probably one of our better overall midfielders. Um, yeah. I know there's and a, he's the longest serving player at the club at the moment. Yeah, so the, you know, it's sort of getting a bit of a a split uh, with the fan base on on Fulton. Um, you know, I can't remember what it was. It the, not the QPR game. Um, what game did he start? Hell, but Hell, the whole yeah, team. Like, I mean, the, the whole team was bad at Hell. Yeah, and it's hard to ch- like. Yeah, okay, maybe he didn't have the best game, same as the rest of the team. But how can you judge him? You know what he's offered you for the last couple of years. He's hardly kicked the ball this season, and he's put in a gate a, a shift that isn't spectacular. But then the team was, and then all of a sudden he's not good enough. Like, yeah, I don't really think that adds up. He's he's definitely for me like Mister Consistent, um, along with Norton as well. I, I I very highly rate Norton. Um, I'll be gutted when he just actually finally leaves the club. Um, probably not as much as I was when Bidwell leave left, but uh, I'm no longer getting attached to Swans players. Whether they, I don't get attached to lone players um, anyway, but permanent players, I, I'm not getting attached to no one anymore. Um, <laughs> You know, I think everyone was attached to Connor Robs. You know, the passion, local boy. He loved the club. Um, but when you get offered a good deal for a player like that, you've got you've just got to take it. We are, we are and we have been for a very long time a selling club. Um, we're not one of the big boys. Yeah. But we we were frustrated at the Connor Roberts fee, but Cardiff got like three million for Kiefer Moore. So yeah, I'd probably say probably still goals. more frustrated. I don't know. Is it? He's a goal scorer, not a right back. But he's. Not featured an awful lot this season. He does get injured quite a bit. I think they they could have got ten million for him in the summer, and he's ended up going for three. You've got to be a little but I bit. I think that yeah, there's clauses in that though, which can take it up to five with promotion yeah, yeah. and up but to I seven. Think when you look at the going rate for a, I know he hasn't scored that many this season, but he's proven he can do it in the championship. Yeah, he's got international experience. I, f- I feel like he's one of the. He was considered one of the more prolific ones in the in the league, at least before the season. Last year, last year yeah. he certainly was. Um, I feel like the going rate for a striker of that calibre was more than what he got sold for. Yeah, yeah. And I just think the fee was lo- perhaps lower than what Cardiff would have wanted. And that's a similar story to us and Connor Roberts. And I just think it's another example that the clubs that haven't got the power financially are giving in a bit easier than it would before because they need... They need it rather than mm-hmm. losing out on it, which whatever you think about it is fine. I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I'm just putting it out there that it seems to be a thing that's happening at the moment, especially other players going on freeze like Bidwell. You know, there's been other players for other clubs that have left their club on a free. Like I think when we signed Hamer last season, 
It was undisclosed, but by all accounts, we got him for free. Mm. He still had six months left. Similar, similar circumstance. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I think we've uh, we've had a good chat there, lads. So thank you very much. Is there, have you got any last things you want to add before we sign out? Anything you have managed to get off your chest? Trust the process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's a long way to go. It is. A, it's going to be a long road. Like I say, nothing changes overnight, but hopefully it's not a waste of time. And hopefully, you know, if Russell, obviously he's doing a good job. He is doing a good job. The results just haven't been there. The performances have been, um, you know, if we score at least one goal a game, the, you know, the perspective of all the, the recent bad results changes completely. Um, but yeah, the, the pro it will it will happen. Just like I say, hopefully he's here next season, and it's all of this uh, frustration, and you know, hopefully having patience with the squad and the and the coaching team can pay off next season. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining me, lads. It's been it's been good. We'll get you both back on soon, I'm sure. Hopefully, Lee will be with us uh, next time. Uh, but yeah, I mean. You can have a, there's a lot of stuff to say about Swans at the moment. There's a lot of frustrations, but I think sometimes you don't want to believe everything you see on the internet. That's important and have a bit of perspective and keep your expectations in reality. I think that's quite important as well because <laughs> you'll just enjoy supporting your club a little bit more if you're not expecting unreasonable things, mm-hmm. which I think some people might might have unreasonable expectations Um, i think a lot of that though is is probably fans that have supported the club since i'm not saying you know the glory days 10 years but in the last 10 years where it's all been rosy it's all been good um whereas the probably the patience comes from those who have been to the vetch have seen us fighting to stay in the league have seen us against kidderminster you know talky the the absolute the absolute sort of crap that is still you know we could still be a league two team fighting you know mid table in league two but we've not we've had european football we've beaten the best in the premier league um we've played against the, some of the best players in the world and now we're just probably back at you know at our level again yeah. you know the, the, when we got promoted to rogers it was a process that was built upon um multiple managers came and went multiple players came and went Yes, we had a good core players that were, were with us from League One and League Two, um, but it took time. It was yeah. sort of a ten-year plan. And we're um, at the start of that now under Martin because he's changed yeah, the style exactly. to that similar, and it's just the beginning of that. Even if he goes, yeah. if that's what the ethos is now, and that's what they want to maintain, it's the beginning, and that's what yeah. I guess it will take a couple of transfer windows to get the players correct, and let's just wait and see what happens. But Jordan. Thanks very much for joining. No bother at all. I hope you've enjoyed. Do you want to remind everyone where we can find your wonderful do a goal tweets? <laughs> I can't remember the last time I done them. Well, maybe you, you do, need do one, mate. You That's need to do one. Uh, no, I, no, I'm not going to do it this. I don't see this against Blackburn, right? Oh. And we and we don't score. Oh no, I I, I ain't doing it against Blackburn. <laughs> <laughs> if um, if Diaz ain't playing, then I will. Um, I checked as well. Chile's right. Chile's campaign is done. He'll be he'll be back. 
Uh, but he might be like jet lagged. I don't know. He, he might be. Bench. Or COVID these days now, you know what I mean? Like there's lots of uh, things you got to take into account when you're traveling. So Hopefully he's got to isolate now for a fortnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you can uh, you can find me. So it's my name is Jordan Weber and then 96 at the end. That's on all my, all my socials. Thank you very much. And uh, I hope your gigs aren't too far away. I forgot them. Well, Birmingham, I think, is the furthest, so it's not too bad. Um, but that one's been pushed back to two. Well, yeah, twenty twenty-three. So I think the rest. You'll be, you'll be there before you know it. Now you'll be uh, in the oh, mosh pit on the floor. And... <laughs> and Tom, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, hopefully, we we'll see your face on the channel a bit more in future. But just remind everyone where they can find you, maybe your your channel and perhaps your Twitter as well. Uh, yeah. So. Um, everything is at Total Swans TV, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and then Total Swans TV on YouTube as well. But it's been a pleasure. Um, happy to, to come on at any time. I'm glad to have you. It's been good. Yeah, enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, guys. As always, don't forget to subscribe if you enjoyed what we're doing and give us a like as well. It really helps us, helps the algorithm push us out to more Swans fans and might be looking for. Uh, some discussion to get involved in as well. And let us know in the comments how your thoughts on the transfers, what you thought about the players that are left, what you thought about the players coming in. Are the owners doing a good job or do they need to go? I'm pretty sure I can uh, already see the answers <laughs> to that one. But let us know your feelings in the comments and we shall catch you in the next one. So thank you very much and see you later. Yep. Take care, all. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the Muck Delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering Muck Delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. 